Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this episode, we're going to go back. We're going to go back 25 years to be exact. On June 3rd, 1997, the Wu-Tang Clan released their second studio album entitled Wu-Tang Forever. And wow, when I think about it, man, it's hard to believe that it's been 25 years because I literally remember going to to the record store to pick up this album. That's right, kids. This album was released at a time where you actually had to leave your house to purchase music. Um, There's a lot that I can say about this album. Uh, It is one of my favorite albums from 1997 and and arguably one of the best albums from 1997. Um, This album obviously was the follow-up to uh, Wu-Tang Enter the 36 Chambers which made its debut in uh, 1993. Um, Hip-hop was in a different place by the time Wu came out in 93. And then you fast forward to the time that this album came out in 1997. Um, Honestly, a lot happened in between those those years, between 93 and 97. where hip-hop was really wasn't where it was going. Um, A lot of people will tell you, especially those who were around and were in the know, hip-hop was headed in a different direction. But the thing that I loved about Wu-Tang was that this album, no matter where you thought hip-hop was going, I think this album brought it back to the center. Um, It brought it back to lyrics, lyricism showmanship when you're on stage um production and just overall dope shit i mean like it wasn't about you know how many records you sold or how many how your video looked or anything like that it was just about real hip-hop and um i love this album i love this album uh this album came out like i said it was released june 3rd 1997 now that was a really rough time because just a couple of months prior in march of 1997 uh hip-hop suffered the loss of the tragic murder of the notorious big so hip-hop really wasn't in a good place it was reeling and i mean six months prior to that tupac had been murdered so you had two of hip-hop's biggest stars you know that were just snuffed out and Honestly, this was right around the time where the shiny suit arrow <laughs> was starting to take over. And to be honest with you all, it was this was a time where more more than ever a lot of money was being flooded into hip hop. A lot. And so when that happened, when the money came, the game changed. You know, people were rapping about different things. But the thing I love about this album is that it was it was a straight up and down Wu-Tang album. 
and I'll get into it and, and talk about the tracks and you know what I loved about the album, what I didn't like about the album. Um, but yeah, 1997 was a different time. Different. It was a totally different day and time from when the Wu made their debut. And another thing that you have to keep in mind is that they made their debut in 93, but by the time this album comes out in 97, they've already produced several solo albums. For example, Wu comes out in 93, then you have uh, in 94, the RZA, along with the, the group, the Gravediggers, they dropped an album. Method Man dropped his debut album also in 1994. In 1995, we saw the debut album of The Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> and of course, in 1995, we also saw the debut album from Raekwon the Chef, uh, as well as the debut album. Well, actually, it wasn't his debut album, but another album from uh, The Jizza, Liquid Swords, Jizza slash The Genius. And then, of course, in 1996, Ghostface's debut album dropped. So, really and truly, if we're being honest, in a lot of hip-hop circles, Wu-Tang was pretty much a household name by the time their second album comes out. And they've already garnered a lot of success, you know, as solo artists. And some would say that that kind of was led to their detriment, if you will, because by the time they start touring for this album, uh, they had several shows where you couldn't, there was no guarantee that all of the members of Wu-Tang were going to show up. And sometimes it's for con contractual reasons. Sometimes it was just on some other shit. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. But this album was an incredible album. Um, I think it sold over 600,000 in its first week. Um, it was certified four times platinum. So it was quadruple platinum. It was a double album. Now, if you listen to the podcast, you know how I feel about double albums. Um, and I have my thoughts on this this being a double album, and I'll get to that in just a second. But this album was critically acclaimed, sold through the roof, uh, and it was vintage Wu-Tang. Uh, one of the things that stood out, obviously, uh, when you get beyond the lyrics, because it was supreme lyricism on this album, Um when you hear the members talk about this album, they always talk about darts and each song is like a dart. Each verse is like a dart. And I mean, like they were throwing darts this entire album. Um, I think one of the things that always impressed me about this album is how RZA, who is the engineer, the, the constructor of it all, the Abbott, how he was able to bring everybody together and then also decide on who gets on what track because when you look at the track listing and it's what 20 26 27 songs on this album um again it's a double disc and it's you have to figure out who goes on what song and i'm sure that that's not the easiest thing to do and this album is well over an hour as far as its time. The first disc is 44 minutes and the second disc is 67 minutes. So, you know, this is a long ass album, but it doesn't feel long. It's Again, it's a double CD and, you know, double CDs at the time in 1997 were very, very popular. Um, 
But I think one of the things that really stood out was, like I said, how RZA put it all together and, and figured out who needs to go on what track. And there was only one track that I can think of, uh, and that was Triumph, which was the lead single that had every member of the clan on the song. Um, every other song on this album, you don't have everybody on the, on the, on the songs. And, you know, that's for a good reason, because if you had every, I mean, it's come on, it's what nine members of Wu-Tang and if 10, if you add Capadonna. So if you put everybody on the album, I mean, on every song, you'd have a six minute song, <laughs> every song. And I mean, you, you couldn't make the album any longer than what it already was. But, um, the lyricism was, was incredible. Uh, and I'll touch on my favorite, cause I'm not going to break down the lyrics cause there's too many lyrics to break down. But what I will tell you is I go through the track listing. I'll tell you who delivered my favorite verse on each song. Um, but I would be remiss if I did not talk about the production of this album. This production is phenomenal. Now, when you listen to it and you listen to their first album, uh, Wu-Tang Enter the 36 Chambers, it's vastly different. The sounds on that album are raw, uh, very dirty, very grimy. Um, I think the beats on this album, Wu-Tang Forever, I think the beats are dirty and they're grimy, but they're 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 dirty, but they're crispy, if that makes sense. Um, very clean, but the production on here is crazy. You could make a case that this is Riz's best produced album, and he produced almost all of this album. Uh, other producers on this album include uh, Fourth Disciple, True Master, and Wu Tang member Inspector the Deck, who produced the track. But for the most part. The RZA carries the production load on this album, and it's incredible. I mean, like, this is one of the few albums that you can listen to. And honestly, you could very well just be fine listening to the instrumental. But you want to you want to hear the lyricism and you want to hear these darts that these guys are throwing. But the production is crazy. Um, they released three singles from this album. Uh, Triumph, which was, which was released uh, February 11th. 1997 so that dropped before the album came out and that also had a video um and i'll touch on that in just a second but that video i think they spent a million dollars on the video it's crazy um it's yours which was released uh, september 23rd 1997 and then reunited which was released night excuse me uh, november 24th 1997 so they only released three singles but again this album went quadruple platinum uh, it had airplay on the radio, but not a lot, relatively speaking, when you think about the success that this album actually garnered. Um, but it was crazy. It was crazy. And, and again, you got to give uh, RZA a lot of credit for putting it all together. Um, so let's get into the tracks. Um, disc one starts off with the Wu Revolution guys Papa Wu talking and everything just kind of setting the table for the album and then the album goes into track two Reunited Reunited featuring Jizza, ODB, RZA and Method Man uh, my favorite verse came from Jizza. now the thing that I love about this song 
is the violin. <laughs> yes, there is an actual violin. And, and here's the funny thing. Like, when you think about it, violins really didn't appear in a lot of hip hop songs uh, then and now. <laughs> so to hear a violin and one as good as the one being played in this song is was incredible. Um, but yeah, Jizza, he had my favorite verse on that out on, on that song. Um, then track three, For Heaven's Sake, featuring Inspector Deck, Master Killer, and Capadonna. Um, Inspector Deck had my favorite verse on this song. Uh, then we moved to track four, Cash Still Rules slash Scary Hours, featuring Raekwon, Method Man, and Ghostface Killer. Um, this one was tough, but my favorite verse was delivered by Shala Raekwon, the chef. Um, track five, Visions, featuring Method Man, Raekwon, Master Killer, Inspector Deck, and Ghostface Killer. Um, on this one, uh, I got to go with Inspector Deck, man, Inspector Deck. And that was one thing that I think really stood out to me. If I had to pick a quote unquote star on this album, um, man, <laughs> this was the coming out party for me for Inspector Deck. Um, obviously, he he drops, you know, an all time verse on the Triumph, but, you know, he only appears on eight tracks on this album, but he didn't waste any bars on this album. I mean, like he was incredible every time he blew on the mic. Um, I think he's really, you know, a, a phenomenal, phenomenal MC. And I think this album really highlighted that. It, like I said, if there was a star on this album, I think it was Inspector Deck. Um, the next track, Visions. Oh, I said Visions. I'm sorry. Next track, track six, As High As Wu-Tang Get. Uh, this features ODB, Jizza, and Method Man. Um, I like this one. I like, I mean, all of these songs I like, but Jizza um, had the best verse, I think, or, or at least my favorite verse on this one. And I found it interesting that, you know, when I speak about how they appeared on the album, uh, one of the knocks, if of, of the few knocks that I have on this album, is that there isn't a lot of ODB on this album. And that's unfortunate because ODB is my favorite member of Wu-Tang. Not the best. <laughs> Hear what I'm saying? He's my favorite member. Um, and he didn't really appear a lot on this album. I think he's only on a couple of songs. He's only rapping on like maybe one or two songs. And then, you know, he's got a couple of hooks. And that could have been because maybe OD was all, ODB was all over the place. Who knows? Um but I would have liked to have seen him a lot more on the album, but also with his style and the way that he rhymes, I'm, I know you can't put him on every track. So um, that was, you know, a knock if I had to, to, to put a knock on this album. Um, the next track on disc, disc one, uh, Severe Punishment featuring You God, Raekwon, The RZA, Master Killer, and Jizza. Uh, favorite verse on here for me uh, is with Jizza. Track eight, Older Gods. Man, this is a banger. Uh, I This one features Raekwon, Ghostface, and the Jizza. Uh, 
I couldn't pick one. <laughs> all three of them delivered incredible verses. I, I couldn't pick one of the three, so I'm rolling with all three. Uh, the next track is Maria, uh, featuring ODB, Cappadonna, and RZA. Uh, I like ODB on this, man. He, he He's, they call him the ODB for a reason. You know, he's the old dirty bastard because there's no father to his style. Um, I like I like him on that one. Uh, then track 10, A Better Tomorrow. Uh, nice message song here featuring uh, Inspector Deck, Master Killer, You God, RZA, and Method Man. Uh, you can't party your life away, smoke your life away, drink your life away, scheme your life away because uh, your seeds will grow up to be the same way. Uh, there was a message there. They didn't beat you over the head with it, but you know, the chorus kind of uh, uh, says it all. Uh, favorite verse on there, again, inspect the deck. Um, and the final track on uh, disc one, uh, It's Yours, featuring Raekwon, You God, RZA, inspect the deck, and Ghostface. Um, I had a hard time trying to pick a verse on this one, but I, I love all of them. So I, I everybody gets a star for this one. Um, like I said, it was one of the singles, uh, cool video showing them on tour and everything. Uh, this joint still bangs all of these tracks, man. I, I don't think that there's thus far, at least for me, there's no skips. Um, disc two, disc two, we go into the intro and I thought the intro was very interesting. If for no other reason, uh, RZA tells us exactly what time it is when it came to hip-hop and and he said it and what he said you had to take heed yo the one two one two yo live in effect you got the king ruler zigzag ziggalaw comedy known to y'all as the rizza so before we go on the side two or side b of this double cd i'm saying i want to give y'all a little announcement man for the last year there's been a lot of music coming out, the shit been weak, you know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas try to take hip-hop and make that shit R&B, rapping bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Or make that shit funk. Fuck that. This is MC in my head, this is hip-hop. We said, Wu-Tang gonna bring it to you in the purest form. I got the jizz on my side, Killer Priest, Sons of Man, Royal Fam, Killer Army, Grave Diggers, 12 o'clock. Yo, we wanna let y'all niggas know something, man. To my people all across the world, Japan, Europe, you know what I'm saying, Canada, you know what I mean? Austria, Germany, Sweden. Yo, this is true hip-hop you listen to right here. In a pure form. This ain't no R&B with a whack nigga taking the loop. We looping that shit thinking it's going to be the sound of, of the culture. You know what I'm saying? I'm like saying all that player dressing up when this acting like this some kind of fashion show, man. You know what I'm saying? This is hip-hop right here. You know what I'm saying? This is lyrics, MCing. And yo, and see y'all niggas who think you're going to become an MC overnight. You know what I'm saying? You better snap out that fucking dream, man. Take years for this. You cat in the hat ass rappers, you doctor shoes, mother goose, simple minded. Stop running up on niggas with all that whack shit. Blow it up, man. I'm talking about you, MC. You ain't no MC. Niggas ain't made for this. You know what I'm saying? This shit was only built for Cuban links. We told y'all niggas back then, and now everybody want to change their motherfucking name. You know what I'm saying? We come out with a style, everybody want to imitate our style. And all you producers out there, you know what I'm saying? It's all good to show love to a nigga, but stop fighting my shit. You know what I'm saying? Come from your own heart with this shit. You know y'all MC, stop biting for my niggas. We told y'all niggas on the fucking Cuban Link album, don't bite our shit. Y'all niggas keep biting. Y'all tell y'all something, man. It's time for the boo revolution right here. So all my niggas across the world, raise the motherfucking fist in the head. And get ready for the triumph. 
Because the gods are here to take over this shit. Where we up? Peace. And that's how it was. <laughs> um, then track two, the aforementioned Triumph. Uh, again, Inspector Deck. What can I say? He dropped one of the all-time hip-hop verses ever. Upon atomically, Socrates, philosophies, and hypotheses. Can't define how I be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robbery. Flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. Battles guard, showgun, explosion when my pen hits. Tremendous. Ultraviolet shine blind forensics. I inspect you through the future. See millennium. Killer bees sold 50 gold, 60 platinum. Shackling the matches with drastic rap tactics. Graphic displays melt the steel like blacksmiths. Black woo jackets, queen bees, ease the guns in. Rumble with patrol. And of course, also on the track, ODB, Method Man, Capadonna, You God, Rizza, Jizza, Master Killer, Ghostface, and Raekwon. Like I said earlier, uh, this is the one track where everybody in the clan appears on these songs. And the song is damn near six minutes long. And it got major airplay everywhere. Um, track number three on this two is Impossible, uh, featuring RZA, You God, Ghostface Killer, and Takitha on the hook. Um, I thought Ghostface had the best verse on here, at least my favorite verse, I should say. Um, always loving here, love hearing you know, Raekwon just get on, excuse me, um, Ghostface, uh, just get on and just go. And I think that's what he did. Um, I would have liked to have seen him more on this album as well. But again, you know, I, I don't know what the, the situation was when they were recording. Um, track four, Little Ghetto Boys, uh, featuring RZA, Raekwon, Capadonna, Ghostface, and Method Man. Now, realistically, the only people rapping on here, because there's a skit on here, the only people rapping are Raekwon and Capadonna. I'll give both of them stars. Uh, love both of their verses. Uh, then we get the track five on this too. Deadly Melody featuring Master Killer, You God, RZA, Method Man, Jizza, Street Life, and Ghostface. Uh, Ghostface is has my favorite verse. He's at the end. And um, again, vintage ghostface <laughs> uh then we get to track six the city and the only person rhyming on it is inspector deck and i really like this i it, it's rare that you get you know one person just rhyming and i don't know how that happened but um you know this this was one of the few tracks that were produced this was produced by uh, the fourth disciple and deck does his thing uh, again, up until this point, I don't have any skips. Um, track seven, the projects. Uh, this features Raekwon, Method Man, and Ghostface. Very solid track. Mm, probably my first skip, right? This is what happens. It's not a bad song, but it's it's what you run into when you make a double album. You know, you got to put so many songs on here and then you have songs that probably wouldn't have made a single disc. Um, solid, but not up to par with the rest of the album up to this point. 
Um, the next track, track eight, Bells of War, featuring You God, Method Man, RZA, Master Killer, Raekwon, and Ghostface. Uh, I gave my favorite verse to Method Man on this one. I love Meth's voice, uh, verse, excuse me, uh, on this one. Um, then track nine, <laughs> the MGM storytelling at its finest. Uh, this one features Ghostface and Raekwon. This is what I had been waiting for. Um, love both of their verses. This took me back to the only only built for Cuban Links album, uh, the Purple Tape, if you will. And um, love that joint, man. Love this song. Um, and then we get to uh, the next track. Well, actually, before that, we get a skit. And this skit is downright hilarious. Yo, son. What the fuck is it, son? Fuck is y'all niggas soul of soul? That look like some nasty backup dancers for Invoke. <laughs> Little nasty R&B niggas, yo. <laughs> yo, he looked like he, looked like he was breakdancing in a lure video spinning on his lips. Yo. <laughs> Nigga, what's up with your speaking spell shoes? Fisher Price, my first Timberlands. <laughs> nigga, yo, this shit's is old, nigga. You gotta get some chuckers, fucker. <laughs> yo. Nigga, I'm on a Lamar Sanford dress shirt. What do you want, you big dummy? Yeah. <laughs> and as for you, you DJ Cat Show shirt wearing ass nigga. Your shirt looks like a dish rag. I was cracking up. <laughs> he said you got on a Lamar Sanford dress shirt. Oh, man. That made me crack up every time I saw it. I mean, you listen to it. I'm sorry. Um, then we get to track 10. Track 10. Uh, dog shit. ODB, RZA, and Meth Man. Again, RZA and Meth kind of ad lib on this one, but it's pretty much ODB's only song, only feature. Uh, and it's just ODB talking shit. I mean, the title is apropos. Uh, love that joint. Next track, track 11 of Disc 2 is Duck Season, um, featuring Raekwon, RZA, and Meth. I thought RZA had a really, really dope verse. I'm rolling with RZA's verse on this one. Uh, then we get to track 12, Hellwind Staff, featuring uh, Wu-Tang Affiliate, Street Life, Ghostface, Inspector Deck, Method Man, RZA, Raekwon. Um, Deck had my favorite verse on that one. Um, I think everybody really delivered, but I think Deck had the best verse. Uh, track 13, Heaters. Uh, featuring Raekwon, Inspector Deck, ODB, You God, and Cappadonna. Um, I'd probably say Raekwon had my favorite verse on this one. Uh, again, everybody was was busting. I you you can't. I mean, it's like splitting hairs, really. Uh, then we get to track fourteen, Black Shampoo. Okay, here's my take. Track fourteen, Black Shampoo. Track 15, Second Coming, featuring Takita, and the closing in track 16. I think track 14, 15, and 16 really should have been left off this album. I mean, they really could have ended it with heaters at track 13, and I would have been good. If they end with heaters, you would have been good. 
because up until that point i think there's only one other track at least for me that probably shouldn't have made the album but again i understand and, and get why you want to have a double album at this point i mean obviously for sales but also you know you want people to be able to hear their favorite mc so if you're a guy who loves or a woman who loves method man you know you want to hear him on more than four tracks you know if you like deck you want to hear him on more than eight tracks so and that's not to say the meth was on four tracks I'm, I'm sure meth was on more than four tracks but i'm just using that as an example but that's where i think they messed up at again as i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast i'm very hard on double albums and this is where this double album lost me. If you make it a single disc, even if you even if you make it a single disc with, I don't know, 18 tracks, put nine on one side, and no, I guess that's still a double album if you got nine. But either way, if you make a, a smaller double album, maybe you can pull that off. Uh, but this this album was like four songs too long, which in the grand scheme of things isn't as bad because I've talked about and reviewed other double albums, you know, that have just been five or six songs too long. Um, but it doesn't take away from the album. I just would have preferred, you know, a smaller album. Could you have done this album on one disc with 12 songs like you did 36 chambers? Probably not because if you do, everybody's not not going to get in you know everybody's not going to get on these songs and i'm pretty sure it was probably like pulling teeth for rizza to get these guys on each on, on all of these tracks i mean personally for me i like hearing ghostface and raekwon together um but that doesn't mean that i don't want to hear ghostface and meth but i think ray and meth go better than ghostface and meth that's just me so you know, it's a little intri intricacies like that. But other than that, again, I, I love this album. Uh, it's just a couple of songs too long, I think. Um, if I were rating this album, uh, as the Source magazine gives it, you know, up to five mics, I would still give this a four mic album. I think this is this album has stood the test of time. I think the production is still flawless. I think the lyrics matter. And this album, I think, has aged well. Again, it's 25 years. It's hard to believe that it's been that long. Um, again, some of these songs, you know, I'm probably be, I'm probably in the minority with some of these songs because some of you probably listen saying, oh, I'd skip that song. I'm not really a fan of that song. I like the whole first album and most of this too. You know, but again, I probably would have con condensed it. Um, but overall, I think this is a, it's a great piece of work. Um, it has its flaws. I mean, like you get some storytelling, but you get darts. You get guys just spitting. There's no, you know, rhyme or reason about some of the things. If you're trying, if you're looking for a message, <laughs> this ain't the album. But if you just want to hear pure lyricism, as Rizzo said in the intro, you know, this is what they do. This is real hip hop. It ain't it ain't R&B rapid bullshit. This is hip hop in its purest form. And that's exactly what it was. And I think it stood the test of time. And I just had to take the time to salute and listen to this album and review it. 
it's it's an album that I really enjoy going back listening to. Uh, I've still listened to the disc. You know, I've le- I've obviously heard songs here from time to time. I put it on shuffle or whatever like that. But to go back and listen to this album in its entirety was was a, a lot of fun. And I would encourage you if you have not listened to this album in its entirety, do yourself a favor and go back and listen to it. I'm sure you will like it just the same. And if you disagree, hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you think about this album. But that's going to do it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.